Hey everybody, welcome back into the Do Something Together podcast and video series. Hopefully you guys have been watching along with us this summer as we're just diving into what it means to have healthy relationships and biblical community. Today, my guest, Robbie Atkinson. Hello. Hello. Um, and so today we're going to have a conversation about women. Um, not going to lie, you're probably going to lead a lot of this <laughs> because I am not a woman. <laughs> so uh, we're going to hear some great stuff from her uh, as to what it means to have healthy relationships. And today we're asking the question of why women need healthy community. You ready to get into this? Let's go. Okay, here we go. All right. Well, like I said, joined by Robbie. Um, so when I had Kevin on, I, I told him, I said, there's not, there's not many people who don't know who he is. Um, so there's probably not many people that don't know who you are also. So, um, you can, you can tell us a little bit about yourself if you want to, but I'll ask you the same thing I asked him was, why don't you tell us something that some people may not know about you? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's not a difficult question at all. What's something that people may not know about me? You know, something that probably quite a few people don't know is that I work outside of the church. Um, so, and I have always. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I am, um, try to be Kevin's hand in, um, ministry and leading the church, but I also carry a full-time job outside of that. So uh, how's that? That's good. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) So we're talking about, um, women specifically. And I know, uh, you know, when I was, scripting out kind of these 16 episodes and uh, episodes and trying to talk about the different demographics, you know, when it came to women, um, obviously I'm sitting here going, okay, I, I know nothing about women. You know, (laughs) I've been married for a long time, but like, you know, as far as the, how, how women tick and and what makes them uh, work and healthy community and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm anxious to learn, um, from a guy's perspective, just kind of some of this stuff. So, uh, I've got statistics, um, to kind of get us started here, um, because I like stats, uh, and I think it just kind of helps us understand things a little bit better, but this is, uh, some different research says some different stuff. One of them says that, uh, the average female friendship lasts 16 years. Okay. And after 55, that jumps up to 23 years. Um, the American Psychological Association says women with strong social networks are 20, I think this is outside of like Facebook, actual social networks. <laughs> like for real, yeah, for real, real social networks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, they're 26% less likely to develop depressive symptoms. Okay. And then the American Journal of Epidemiology says women who attend religious services, so we're bringing this into church, are 56% less likely to express uh, experience depressive symptoms uh, compared to those who do not attend regularly. So, okay. Obviously, healthy relationships are very important, okay? Uh so question 1 for you, all right? Okay. Are there uh what's like a, what what does it mean as a woman and for women's groups, ministries, whatever? What does it mean to have a healthy relationship? A healthy friendship? Healthy friendship. Yeah, healthy community. Mm. You know, I think for women, it's having someone that they can reach out to, um, trust, um, and um, consistency. Um, You know, for me, a healthy relationship looks like give and take. So, like, uh, probably my healthiest 
friendship, if you will, is I give as much as they give. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's super important. I'm not doing all the giving um, and I'm not doing all the receiving. Um, and so I think that's super important as well. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's contrast a little bit healthy relationships. What about like the toxic or ones that may be draining to you? Oh goodness. Like, okay. How, how do those, how do those, obviously there's, there's differences, but what, what are the things that are pulling away? I'm trying to think like, how deep do I go <laughs> as here? As Craig? deep as you want to go. <laughs> we got time. Okay. Um, so I think that when you have, um, friendships that are, uh, I know I have friends who have friends, right? Yeah. And uh, they, they'll they get on the phone with them, and that friend, all they talk about is them. Right. So it's me, me, me. Mm. This is what's going on in my life. Um, this is what happened to me, me, me. And it's never going, hey, you know, what's happening with you? What's happening with your kids? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Um, so I think that becomes toxic. Yeah. Um, I think... Um, if you have a friendship where you feel like you have to compare yourself to them all the time, um, that can become toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, it, whether it's good or bad, if yeah. you have a so-called relationship and you're constantly comparing yourself, whether it's financially, whether it's um, with your self-care routine, whether it's um, you know, and uh, what purse you have, if you're f- constantly like comparing, like I, I think that's toxic. Yeah. Um, so I think I think talk, toxicity within relationships could be a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I know. I think there's there's more that unite like more similarities between guys and and ladies than there probably are differences in some of these areas. But you know, I mean, comparison for, from a guy's perspective, obviously a big thing too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting to to know that you know there there are so many similarities. Um, but you know, maybe you can put. You know, this is this is myth busting time a little bit. Okay, okay. myth busting. I, I did student okay. ministry for a long time, and the one thing I always noticed more with the girls was, um, you know, if a guy has a beef with somebody, they'll try to, you know, they'll duke it out. They'll 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 and they'll be over it. Mm-hmm. But with the girls, it seemed like the 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 words are the things that really hurt, and it just stuck with them for a long mm. period of time. Can you talk about that? Like, yeah, I think probably. Um, Girls, women are not typically confrontational. And so, you know, they may say something hurtful um, and then there's no like coming back and going, let's talk about this and um, let's have a, you know, healthy conversation about this. Mm-hmm. You know, dudes just want to like punch each yeah. other and <laughs> then they're good. Yeah. Um, but what's that old saying? Um, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. Will me. never hurt me. But my gosh, <laughs> lies, <laughs> lies, lies. Because I mean, that's some of the most hurtful. Um, yeah. When you can still hear those things, um, you know, I I think for me there probably are words I know from friendships from long ago that still stick in my brain, mm-hmm. and you, it's a constant battle to go. That's not. You know, uh, remembering that the perception of other people doesn't define who you are as huge. And so, you know, that friend may have perceived you as whatever it was, but that's not a defining thing for you. Right. Um, Okay. So are there specific challenges or barriers that women may face when it comes to establishing and maintaining healthy relationships? Mm. Okay. Um, So establishing. 
so I think establishing is one of those hard things because you immediately go into that comparison. Um, of course, it, there's this fine line, I think, from um, like things that a, a friend, a potential friend and I might have in common, mm-hmm. and then what I may be envious of, and I say me very loosely, but right. like going, you know, does that, you know, is that something that's going to benefit me? Is that something that that is not going to be healthy in my life? And so I think just establishing that like initial rapport with one another, um, and then women can just be catty. Mm. I mean, that's just a fact, mm. right? Like drama yeah. um, and can encompass women. Um, I hate drama pers- mm. personally. Same here. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, don't like, and my, our 17-year-old daughter hates drama. Mm. And so she has um, definitely like seen that in her own relationships. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just trying to talk through that with her. But um, back to just establishing that it's... Um, but the where the drama comes in, I think, is there's a lack of trust. Oh, yeah. um, you know, just that cattiness, and and you know, so you've come out of relationships where somebody like st- literally stabbed you in the back, and so you're like, oh, I don't know, is it worth it to to go ahead and and have this um, move forward in this? Do I want to put the time and effort into establishing this new relationship? Um, honestly, I think probably my healthiest relationships happened really organically. Yeah. That's good. I like I like that. I've I've never considered that before. That that drama equals lack of trust. I like that a lot. Mm. Um, so okay, ma- maintaining the healthy relationships. Then let's focus on that for just a second. I mean, any relationship, marriage, best friends, work relationships, they all require work. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some? I mean, what are some just practical things that that you have experienced or that you've seen to maintain a healthy friendships and relationships with people? Oh, goodness. Um, I think it's, um, I think the healthiest relationships, um, friendships are easy. Um, and maybe, maybe I perceive them that way because they are healthy, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but again, it's that give and take. So, um, you know, I think just, um, naturally just reaching out to them, whether, you know, we have great forms of communication today that weren't always the case. Of course, you know, hundreds of years ago, you couldn't even call somebody, right? You had to like literally get together. Um, so I think, you know, just a quick text, um, something that I think I try to do in my life is, and I'm not the greatest at it, but when I think it, text it Mm. and not everything, (laughs) (laughs) There is a filter, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear, I do have to filter things. Um, But, you know, if I think something positive about someone, um, even a compliment, um, I think it's important that that you that you say those things and that um, when or even if I'm just thinking about somebody, you know, like, hey. I was thinking about you today. Just wanted to let you know. I was praying for you. Do you need anything? Just that kind of like reaching out and going, how can I help you? Right. Um, I think that's just really important. Yeah, that's good. Um, so you mentioned you mentioned your daughter, Riley. Riley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a daughter now, so I'm thinking about these things more. But how do you how do you install um, the importance of, of this, about yeah. health, healthy relationship, healthy friendships, avoiding toxic ones, maintaining the good ones. I mean, cause she's a teenager. Those teenager, teenage years can, can really, if you're not prepared, it can, it can really get you. 
Oh, we're in the throes. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. what are stuff that you guys are doing um, or learning? So I think for us, a few things. Um, so, you know, uniqueness about our relationship, Riley and I are either a lot alike or a lot different, and I haven't figured out which one it is yet. So we're a bit like oil and water sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so in our family, her and Kevin's relationship is, man, it's priceless. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, really, we have very open communication in our home. Yeah. And so... Um, you know, we always tell Riley, you can come to us, you can talk to us, what's going on. I mean, does she tell us every single thing? Probably not. Um, But I think that's just really important to have that open communication. I think another um, thing for us is we have some older friends of hers that are in our lives. They could be our own children um, that Riley looks up to and respects um, they aren't her parents, um, but they can check in on her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it might be that I'm like, hey, I'm worried about something that's happened. Can you just make sure she's okay? Yeah. Um, and and then going, um, you know, I don't I don't know what's going on. You don't have to tell me what's going on. Um, but if you can just make sure she's okay. Um, so also creating that space for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, you know, we have us and we've created super open communication um, but then also having another layer that's not us and but it's people that we know and trust mm-hmm. um, so I think that's super important as well that's good um, so you know y'all have been y'all been pastors for a long time and I mean that's pretty much right that's all Riley's known it's all she's known we started um, what is now new life Cersei when she was five months old yeah crazy to think about. Uh Uh, So let's talk about church culture for a minute, because I think we've both experienced the good and the bad of of church Mm -hmm. culture and stuff like that. So when it comes to that, how does having healthy community within the church, okay, Mm -hmm. and specifically with women, what does that, what does that look like? What does it mean, you know, whether it's, you know, just emotionally to have that kind of a community, but also how do you cultivate it and and build it? Sure. Um, so, okay. So I think my first thought is this is not what you asked, but I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go there a little bit. I have layers of friendships, right? right? So, um, I have, um, a friend that has been a friend of mine since, um, gosh, sixth grade probably. And I call her my lifetime best friend. Yeah. Uh, we don't talk as much as I would like for us to talk. Uh, we don't get to see each other as much as we would like to see each other, even though we literally live like two miles away. But we just have incredibly busy lives. Yeah. Um, and so I call her my lifetime best friend. I can call her. I can anything. I trust her. Like, great, great friend of mine. I love her to pieces. And then I have friends that are kind of like um, my friends that are like in my life pretty daily, mm-hmm. whether, you know, I have a friend I walk with every day. Um, I have um, other friends that I may be in touch with a bit more. But I would say those friends, like outside of that lifetime friend, those friends have come from church. Yeah, And um, so, like, um, I think it feels like building community within our church is safe. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it, if you're looking for things that are similar, um, you know, 
my two closest friends that I would say are from that I've built those relationships within church. We don't have the same backgrounds, mm-hmm. but we found this like um, common denominator yeah. here. And so that becomes um, just a really um, sacred place to be able to build a foundation like you talked about earlier, right. um, just to begin that relationship. That's good. Um, so let's talk about the spiritual for just a second, because I mean, obviously scripture is full of examples about the importance of having people in your life Mm -hmm. who can help make you better. And so whether it's church friends, like we've talked about, or, you know, friends from school or work or even your family, like what is it, what are the benefits that you've just experienced of having people in your corner, healthy relationships that help grow you spiritually. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to back up just a little bit and maybe this goes back into a little bit of your last question, but it's just something I thought about, but um, for me to like have a healthy relationship, I have to I have to be willing to take the step into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, we hear often, you know, it's really hard to connect Um well, you have to be connecting. Like you have to be making that first step right. to connect. And so I think that's what we did. Actually, our my closest friends that are within the church didn't come from the church as a whole. Mm. It came from a small group. Yeah. So we had a small group that we it was consistent. We were together, you know, every week, every other week, whatever. And it, it wasn't for a long time. I think that small group lasted for I mean, six to eight months probably. Yeah. Um, and then, um, but that those relationships came from that. So back to your spiritual, the spiritual aspect, I think just knowing that I have, um, you know, I have other relationships and I'm constantly like, look, I have people that I look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the great things about becoming new life for us was that I had an immediate resource um, of other pastors wives yeah. where went before I did it. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think too, just being willing to put yourself out there and ask the questions and ask the hard questions. Like I don't mind to call and say, I have this situation, whether it's in my family or it's in, um, the church and say, Hey, help me, you know? So those are relationships that I've formed, um, and that are people that I look up to from a spiritual perspective. That's good. Um, the last, the last question I have for this one is, is say there's, there's someone listening out there or watching out there and they say, I'm good on my own. Like, I don't, I don't mm. need it. Um, mm. you know, we, we've talked about it a lot unintentionally during this whole series about how, how COVID changed people. Sure. And it's part partially one of the reasons why this series exists is because we know that, you know, people are just adjusted to life, an isolated life. So there's probably people out there listening who say, I, I don't really need it. What would you tell that that woman in contrast to that? Yeah, um, I think, I mean, I mean, immediately, yes, you do. <laughs> you know, I mean, we weren't created to live alone. Yeah. Um, and I mean, so yes, so you have your spouse, which is great, but but there is this need for being around people. 
um, whether you're an introvert or you're an extrovert. I mean, I am an introvert yeah. all day, every day. I mean, I draw my um, energy from being by myself. Um, and so that a lot of people don't realize that's what defines introverts mm-hmm. and extroverts more than anything else. It's not yeah. whether you love being around people or not. Yeah. Um, I love being around people, but I draw from the quiet time. Um, but being with people is, is makes life better. You know, um, we just weren't intended to live life by ourselves in any capacity. Yeah, that's good. Well, uh, that's our time. Uh, what I like to do end each episode with having the guest pray over the specific group of people we're talking to today. So just pray over, pray over every lady listening to this right now. Okay. Great. Um, God, I just love you and thank you for this time for us to come together and just talk about community and what importance it is. Um, so God, I pray for everyone listening and every lady listening to na- to- today that you would, um, God, that you would be their resource and that you would direct them to spiritually strong, healthy relationships, and um, that they can find that um, with a spouse, that they can find that with their community, that they can find that in their church. And God, I just pray that you would bring that to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, uh, thank you, Robbie, for yeah, hopping on. Uh, don't forget, uh, we got another one of these coming next week. If you haven't caught up, be sure to check out all the, the, the sessions, the episodes we've done leading up to this. And uh, subscribe if you haven't. That way you can stay up to date. And don't forget, text Cersei to 88000 or click the link in the description to connect with us. Uh, if you're looking to find a life group or find connection or want to talk to a pastor or if you just want prayer, uh, you can find uh, all that by texting Cersei to 88000. Uh, Robbie, thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye.